Hey guys, it's Dave here. Um, just before we get into this week's podcast, just a heads up that it went on a little bit longer than Cal and I expected. So we've split it into two parts. This is the first part, including the first five tips that we're going to be giving you guys. The next part will come out in a couple of days. Okay, so keep an eye on your inboxes and where you get your podcasts and enjoy the episode. Afternoon, John. What's happening? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I am a little bit shaky after a leg session Oof. just before we did this. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you can set your phone in advance in case you uh, flake out or anything halfway through this recording. Say that again. This you send your apologies in already just in case you flake out during the yeah. recording. And if I start talking more nonsense than normal, then I'm going to blame it on that. The okay. carbs haven't quite, quite cycled up through my brain yet. And <laughs> but I have got a cup of coffee. I've had a protein shake and, you know, we're getting there. We're getting Rose. there. Good, good. Well, hopefully by the end of the end of this session, you'll feel uh, as right as rain. Yeah. Maybe we should have waited so you, the listeners can get your best energy. But well, we're all, both on time constraints. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my my level best. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Anyway, that kind of um actually kind of ties in quite well with what we're gonna talk about today, doesn't it? It does indeed. Are you um would you like to introduce it? No. No, no, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right guys, today we're going to be talking about a checklist for starting your fitness journey or training journey towards your overall goal mm -hmm. but 10 snapshots frameworks checkpoints bullet point list whatever you choose to call it in place and we're going to work our way through these and hopefully they, um, they give you a bit of light to avoid any form of uh, gym anxiety or overwhelm starting your fitness journey because at the end of the day Everybody started it from some point, whether they've got help or not. So I think um, without further ado, um, we'll just get stuck into this. Yeah. Right. So number one on the list, I'll start, Dave. You can just take a few seconds to um, get yourself <laughs> together. We're recording this on Zoom as well, so we're using the audio here, and uh, <laughs> he looks so uninterested in this. It's unbelievable. I, I'm incredibly <laughs> interested. I... Uh... I'm just trying to feel my legs. <laughs> Give me a wee shake. Um, right. Let's not uh, go on a tangent too long. Today, first point, number one. You ready? I'm Set. ready. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Set an expectation for yourself when going into your fitness journey. Now, what, is it, what does that mean? Well, more often than not, we set numerous different outcomes and goals that we want to achieve when starting our journey. Um, but we need to be realistic. We're not going to be able to go into a gym environment and be the best there. We have to learn. We have to get better, right? So what can you say to yourself that is going to set a, a realistic expectation uh, on how you're going to achieve your overall A, performance goal, or B, outcome goal? Um, writing them down. Write an expectation down. Is it just to go to the gym? Is it potentially just to go there for 30 minutes is it to walk to the gym and that's it you know 
all these things are uh, big mindset targets that will help overcome any form of anxiety and overwhelm that you have around the gym setting. Um, it's my dog with a toy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that was a dog. Well, I'd have been slightly concerned if it came from another place, but uh, <laughs> some form of like whoopee cushion. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> setting an expectation. Um, Dave, whilst I remove the dog from the room and his toy, do you want to carry on the setting expectation trend? Yeah, um, um, a good way to think about setting your expectations around training and outcomes particularly when we're looking at the behaviour of going to the gym. Rather than thinking that you have to, or trying to commit to completing three or four good workouts in your week, think about it as starting three or four workouts in the week. Okay, so rather than expecting that you're going to be able to get into the gym for three or four lots of one hour blocks which you know might happen and if it does that's great um but if it doesn't getting in and doing anything is going to be helping reinforce the habit of getting into the gym and um it'll build the momentum that you're trying to create in order to make that habit stick and become a long-term one so you know instead Think about how you're going to get yourself to the gym, having it scheduled in, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, but, but making the commitment to start however many workouts it is in the week um, is a maybe a better mindset shift to think about rather than trying to complete three or four workouts in the week. Um, and in terms of outcome uh, expectations, I think a lot of people set their expectations way, way too high. So you need to rein those in a bit and understand that all your progress is going to come in a much longer time frame than you think, right? We've all been there and we've all had clients who, you know, there's a holiday coming up in three weeks' time. They want to get jacked and shredded and, you know, looking spectacular in a three-week period. And I don't care how hard you go at it in the gym, that's not going to happen. You know, we need to kind of be a bit more realistic with what we're trying to do and understand that it's going to take a wee bit longer than you're you're maybe hoping it would. Yeah, I um, I just kind of came in at the tail end of that, but it sounded um, like absolute gold, and especially like that last point as well about uh, the realistic time frame of the of the goal as well. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing magical happens in three weeks. Um, whilst consistency and kind of habit building can happen at a regular pace, but your overall result will not will not come in a three-week period. So if you do have the idea of wanting to drop um, a crazy number of uh, kilos or pounds, or if you do want to kind of lift a heavy amount of kilos and pounds doing some sort of uh, training, then um, it's not realistically, it's not going to happen, but it's those little things over time that will ultimately give you the desired outcome as well mm-hmm. so it's what you do consistently for a period of time will yield the biggest result yeah and taking that a step further if you're coming into the gym as a newbie mm-hmm. your progress will be fairly quick initially in terms of strength improvements yeah 
because you're adapting to a new stimulus, all the rest of it, there's a big, big potential for adaptation when you begin. The longer you've been in, the, in your kind of fitness journey, the longer you've been training, the slower that progress comes. You know, at this point, if I was to put five kilos on my deadlift in six months, I would be pretty happy. But in six months with a brand new client, I reckon I could take them up to body weight. Oh, easy. A very low starting point. Yeah. Very easily, very comfortably. And have all the other associated strength increases and, and performance increases that come along with that. Um, so you have to be willing to adapt your expectations as you go. Totally. Yeah. Um, cool. It kind of brings us on to setting a schedule then. How do we, how do we adapt these expectations? Well, I think the, the easiest thing is um, write it down, right? Write when you're going to exercise, write down when you're going to um, go for a walk or plan a meal or whatever. But if it is down to exercise, then then write it down like you would in any appointment in your diary. And you know these the things that we say on this podcast is nothing groundbreaking, and we've said it over and over again. Set your appointments like you would any other appointment, like a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment or a nurse's appointment, hair appointment. These things that you will go to, but for some reason, when it comes to working on yourself physically. Um, you won't you won't set a schedule for that. You'll just kind of ad hoc it and freestyle it throughout the week. And as the week goes on, um, you start to feel a little bit of discomfort creeping in because you feel like every day that's gone by, you've missed an opportunity. That adds on a little bit of stress. And before you know it, you never actually begin and you just feel really rubbish about yourself over and over and over again. So if you can sit down at the weekend or you know, chat to your partner, wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, and say, look, I'm just going to plan my week out. What can we do here and there? Do I have time for myself? Can I go to the gym? Can I go for a walk? Can I go for a run? Um, factor that in um, to your week and stick to it. And the likelihood is you will achieve that. Yeah. Regardless if there's, uh, you know, something like a curveball gets thrown in because, you're, you're able to adapt to these curveballs. It could be a meeting, it could be an uh, emergency appointment, you know, any, anything along these lines. But nine, nine times out of 10, if you have it booked into your diary, you are going to achieve it. And what's the, what's the expression that they say, Dave? Um, give, uh, give a person, give a busy person a job and they'll get it done in whatever. And, uh, you know what I'm on about? I, I know the one that you've just butchered, yeah. <laughs> People are probably screaming at the speakers going, it's this, it's this. But yeah, you give a... <laughs> give a busy, I can't remember either. Um, give a busy yeah. person a job and you'll get it it's done ASAP. So when you have things in your diary that make your diary look fuller, you're going to stick to it longer, for sure, than if you're just kind of penciling it in here and there throughout the throughout your months. Yeah. And... <laughs> You know, the first thing that comes to mind is that I, something I always tell to clients, um, and I'm sure you see something similar, in that you will never find time for your fitness. You have to make the time, which is kind of what we're trying to talk about here. You have to schedule it in and you have to decide when these things are going to happen. And from um, a habit-building perspective, 
the people who plan these things in and follow through, which we'll talk about in a second, are far more likely to build the habits that they want to build compared to those who will just find the time at some point to do it. Um, and something you talked about there, the following through part is hugely important because that's where self-confidence comes from. Self-confidence is basically keeping a promise that you made yourself. You know, if you've, yeah. if you've said that I'm going to go to the gym on Monday, Wednesday and Friday nights and it gets to Thursday and you've not been Monday or Tuesday like you said you would because it hasn't been put in your diary and something else has come up and blah, blah, blah. <coughs> How confident are you about making that Friday night session? You're probably not. You're probably like, well, you know what? I've messed up this week. I'm just going to get into next week. So keeping the promises that you set yourself by putting them in your diary and actually following through has a massive role to play in that habit formation um, path that you're trying to follow. Um, and that kind of links back to what we were saying in that first point. You know, if you set your expectation as you're going to start three workouts in the week, it doesn't matter if you've been held up at work and you've only got half an hour compared to the hour that you thought you would have. Go uh -huh. in, start the workout, hit your big lifts, go home. Uh -huh. You've ticked a box, you've put a check mark in that workout and you've built a little bit more momentum um, yeah. and a little bit more self-belief and a little bit more confidence that you can get this done and keep it going rather than just binning it and saying, oh, I've got, if I can't do it in half an hour then, or if, if I don't have the full hour, then it's not worth it. It absolutely is. Maybe not from an overall training perspective, but from a habit building and a confidence perspective, it absolutely matters. Yeah, totally. And I think people people automatically assume, and you know, we have as well. I'm sure, um, if you don't have that dedicated hour or hour and a half to go and work out, then I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. But as you said, go in and do your your big lifts. It doesn't even have to be lifts. It can be lift. You can go in and do a squat, four sets of ten, and get yourself out of there. The fact that you've done it with a time frame. Um, time constraint is brilliant um, or if you cannot physically commit the time if the gym is not on route on the way home go out for a walk go out for a run there's alternatives to do but that day that you had that workout whatever that would have been for you scheduled in still go ahead and do it definitely sorry I'm eating marshmallows now oh god this is a sugar rush mm. I feel a lot better Good. Right, Good. number three. <laughs> Excuse me. Talk to a professional. Like, like us. Just, sorry. <laughs> like us. <laughs> yeah, just like us. Very professional. Um, you know, if you're going into the gym for the first time, one, the environment is new, the equipment is new. There are lots of people around that you don't know. There are exercises that you see getting done that you've got no clue about what they're for or, or how they're done or why they're done. Talking to a professional can kind of put a lot of that at ease for you. So 
they can give you a tour around the gym, they can show you where different machines are, they can show you how to set these machines up, um, where the free weights are, some of the, the kind of sort of general rules for the gym um, that you might not be aware of. Um, and they can maybe even set you up with um, like a basic plan or a basic guideline about how to get going. But talking to someone who knows what they're doing, they can take away the unknown and the fear of the unknown for you a little bit can be a massive boost to your, your, your first months in the gym. Because one, they put your mind at ease for going into the gym and getting started. But it's also someone in the gym that you now know. Now, if mm-hmm. you're not someone who's, you know, particularly chatty or, you know, it wants to spend a lot of time chatting with people, having that one person that you know that if you get stuck with something, you can go over to them and you're like, you know, can you give me a wee bit of hand with this or could you spot me on this or whatever can be a massive boost. Um, and it can help out a lot when you're not feeling your most confident, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything really needed to add to that because I think you ticked all the boxes there. And I think especially um, if, you, if you're new to the environment, just, just having that friendly face, it's the same as anywhere. Like remember your first day at work or your first day in a new job, um, you go in and you just have a connection with somebody and then you're kind of hoping that they're there the next day and the day after. Um, mm-hmm. If it's you know, if it's shift work, they might not be, but it's just having having that connection with one person that will ease you into the environment for everybody else that was working there and going there. Yeah. Cool. Um, don't, well, we've kind of already kind of covered this one about not setting unrealistic expectations. Um, but I think it is worth mentioning again at the fact that, you know, if you want to do four sessions a week and you've never done four sessions a week in your life, don't put that down as an expectation. Just put down one session. And if you can do that, go for two, go for three and so on. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's only, it's, I think people kind of forget about this as well. If I say to you, Dave, because I know you've done a five kilometer run, um, but if I say to you, I want you to do uh, a marathon by the end of the in six months' time. Yeah. I You're mean, not going to. I was allowed to use a bike or not. Yeah, but like <laughs> that for me, for you, six yeah. months, an unre- unrealistic expectation Absolutely. because there's no chance. That's not something that you've never ever done. No. And running on a basketball court is slightly different from, you know, plodding on a for a marathon right yeah so that's an unrealistic expectation and it comes down to people going oh i want four or five sessions on a workout or i can commit to four or five sessions on a workout but actually only ever commit to two weekly and then get disheartened when they miss out three four and five so that's why it's important not to set unrealistic expectations but have a chat with yourself and with people around you or your coach or whatever to actually set realistic expectations yeah properly yeah, it's something that I talk to, I'm sure you talk to about with new clients as well. And um, they come and say, you know, one of the questions that I have in my application form is how many sessions would you ideally want to do? And often people will come back with four or five sessions in a week. And when I get them on the phone and we chat about it, how many could you realistically commit to, guarantee to get done? And the answer is usually three. Tops, tops as well. Four and five, yeah, in an ideal world, that might be doable. 
but with jobs, with families, with other commitments, realistically, are you going to get five done? Or are you going to get three out of the five done and, like you say, you know, feel bad, feel negative about not hitting that fourth and fifth session? Um, you know, in itself is not a big deal because we just bounce them into the next week and then stagger everything back. But you're setting yourself up for a difficult time by overcommitting to the number of sessions that you can do. Um, yeah. Another thing to think about, like, as well, like, if there are a million plans online, right? You can go into any bodybuilding website. You can go into any fitness website. Here's Arnold's plan for a massive chest, for example. Like, no, it's not. That's not what he did. And even if it, he did do it, it's not what got him started. Like, you know, you're not going in the gym for six days a week for two hours a day. Like, be smarter about where you get your information from. Um, and a lot of times, this goes back to something we talked about in previous episode. I can't remember which one, but is the, the plan that you have picked one that ties into a goal that matters to you? Yeah. Because if the goal matters to you, you'll have a better idea of how realistic your expectations are and how realistic your timeline and schedule is likely to be. Yep. And you're not trying to shoehorn your life into this cookie-cutter random program that doesn't really matter to you because that is the way you're going to set yourself up for failure and you're going to give up quicker than you might otherwise. Um, but if you were to actually talk to a professional, get a bit of guidance on that, have a bit of time to think about how your expectations are within the context of your life, you're far more likely to succeed. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Which I think takes us on to point number five. It sure does. It sure does. Um, go easy on yourself. And yeah. I think um, that it ties in so nicely because whilst life does get in the way, you, you, can, you can have a plan. You can have all these kind of factors that we've already spoken about but you know if you do miss a session it's only a session right <laughs> like, it's not going to kill you no. your life's not going to end because you've just missed one session um it's when that one session turns into multiple sessions across multiple weeks and multiple months that's when there's an issue but if it's just one session here one session there because you know, you've got to go to the i don't know there's just something pops up in your day so be it move on you know there's other things that you can do if you can't work out fine it's not the end of the world and i think a lot of people um really um attach their emotion onto whether they're a hundred percent committed or not and i i preach i don't really preach but you know i a guide i should say slash definitely preach and tell that it's the 80, 80 20 principle that you know we adopt on the on this side and you know if you're being consistently good for 80% of the time, that is with your workouts, with your nutrition, with your sleep, with everything else, then the 20% can be the times where you miss your session or you've um, had a had a night out or a you know a weekend bender or whatever or whatever it is that these this is all about life. You know, it's all about building a sustainable and manageable lifestyle. 
And whilst, yeah, you'll get people out there and coaches out there and um, whatnot saying, if you want it, you need to commit, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to exclude this and do that. That's probably worked for them. And what they're doing is they're um, attracting a different type of person and they're attracting kind of a personality trait very similar to themselves. And um, remember, everybody's individual, everybody's unique. And we're not, as you said in the previous point there, Dave, trying to shoehorn our life and our beliefs and our ability into somebody else's program or lifestyle. Yeah. Our programs are built on sustainability. Our programs are built to complement our clients' lives and not complicate it. Because as soon as that complication kicks in, understand that people just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, your, then it's your fault. It's not their fault because you've set unrealistic expectations for them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why communication is vital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Uh, 100%. That, that, that word, that phrasing that I just used there, 100%, mm -hmm. that was something that I wanted to eradicate from my vocabulary this year. I haven't done well, it. <laughs> I've just I've said it. I think I've said it three or four times. <laughs> Hey, you know mean? what? It's a work in progress. It's only the middle of January, Callum. Exactly. Don't be hard on yourself. Go exactly. easy on yourself. You have a plan. You have an expectation. Go a little bit easier on yourself. How <laughs> do I talk to a professional about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe that would be the, the next step for you. Yeah. Okay. 100%. <laughs> no, there's a lot more. Have a plan in place. What plan are we putting in place? 